Well, welcome to the Better Today Than Yesterday podcast with Pastors Bart Letzinger and Scott Weatherford. Glad you guys could join us today where we're here to talk about life, talk about relationships, and talking about making a difference in your world. Uh, we're going to talk about things you need to know about, things you need to go out to have a better life. And again, like we say, to be better today, not the point, be better today than you were yesterday, better tomorrow than today. And so, and better is more like Jesus. And better is more like Jesus. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be talking about here. And today we're going to talk about something I think we all deal with is is using our words, <laughs> using Watch our words, your mouth. And if you think about it, it's what gets you in trouble more than anything. What gets me in trouble more than anything is is my words. Is you know saying the wrong thing or you know being mean about what I say or not thinking before I speak. Um, great story when me and Molly got married. Uh, we've been married about probably maybe about two weeks. And and I wake up one morning, we have this big king-size bed, and wake up one morning, and she is just completely snuggled up next to me. I mean, so snuggled up next to me, it's like my, my right leg is hanging off the bed. And she's just sitting there, and she wakes up, she's just looking at me so sweet, and I'm looking at her, I'm looking past her, look at her, look past her again, and she goes, look down, and she goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking for my space. Oh, I bet you got some space. Oh, <laughs> well, I got that. plenty of space yeah. after that. I had a whole bed to myself after that. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm like, well, this day is now ruined. Mm-hmm. And you just that one little thing, that one little thing I said, and it just, just, just kind of blew up the whole. It's day. amazing how one small person can take up so much room. I, yeah, all hundred pounds of her took up an entire key. Yeah, bed. throw a throw a toddler in there, you got. <laughs> Kind of a, a mess. So a toddler and a dog, and you, you yeah, might as well sleep on the floor. Right. You might well, as well sleep it, on the floor. It's funny. You, your words, your words carry so much power, so yeah. much weight. The Hebrews they believe that words had creative power. Of course, we know God creates with His words. Mm-hmm. Ex nihilo, He speaks and things come into being. Mm-hmm. And the Hebrews believe that once a, a blessing was spoken, our curse was spoken, that it was destined to be done. So you're thinking about that, and then choosing your words wisely. Are choosing not to use any words mm-hmm. wisely is really uh, a big a big deal. You and I talk for a living. That's oh, yeah. what we do. Yeah. Uh, you're writing and talking. That's mm-hmm. what we do. And so I can make some of the biggest messes. And here's the one another thing, two thing, cool thing, Pastor Bart is that I can think I'm funny, mm-hmm. and I'm not. <laughs> well, you know those, those jokes always sound really great in your head. I mean, think about that. How many times does something sound really good in your head? And then you say it, and as the words are coming out of your mouth, you're going, this is not going over the way I thought it. About 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. it sounded a whole lot better in my head. And that's why I go back to Proverbs I mean, 21, 23. It's a great verse. It says, he who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from calamity. I love that. Some translations say trouble. But I like, I like the NIV here for once. Keeps himself from calamity. Mm. So the question is this, we look at how do we guard our mouths? And, and how do we do that? How do we guard our mouths? Well, it's interesting, you know, preparing for this talk, I looked at James chapter 3 and talks about your tongue. Who can control the tongue? It's like a rudder of a boat or like a raging fire. And it just, and then it seems like James makes us run at this about, you know, your tongue's a mess and how can you control it? And then he kind of walks away from it, but he doesn't because he starts to talk about wisdom. It's wisdom. By wisdom, we guard our mouth. Where do we get wisdom? From God. So in wisdom, and I was thinking about, okay, looking at this from the etymology of the word wisdom, where's wisdom originate? Wisdom is knowledge applied appropriately. 
So if you took a, like a mathematical formula, wisdom plus knowledge applied appropriately equals you know guarding a guarded mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus said this. He didn't trust himself to any man before he, he knew what was in their hearts. Do you know Jesus never argued with people? No, he always made statements. <laughs> and he always asked questions. He asked questions, and then he made statements. But yeah, there was never there was never any arguing. And he would say, truly, truly, I say to you, or verily, verily, I say to you. And what he was saying is, pay attention, truth, 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 truth. Here's truth. And he would make those statements, and, but he spoke with such authority because, you know, he's the God of authority. And I, I think of this, you know, in context of relationships, like I need to be careful what I say and how I say it and to whom I say it. Mm-hmm. Like I can say something to you and it could be encouraging and building up or you could take it wrong. Mm-hmm. So I need to make sure that it's right. Here's the, the deal, okay? So everything has to be done in love, but the listener is the one who determines yep. whether or not it's a clanging gong or a noisy symbol. Mm-hmm. It's the listeners receiving this mm-hmm is whether or not it's done in love. I could say it's in love and be mean as a two-headed snake. Mm-hmm. We've done ministry long enough to know oh, that. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, even been married long enough yeah. to, to know that. And, you know, there's there's times yeah. that, that I want to say things to Tara, and over the course of wisdom, mm-hmm. knowledge, you know, appropriately applied, um, it is, um, you know, I learned not, not to answer. Like, does this dress make me look fat? The- yeah, there's certain questions that are just just loaded. I do that with my wife Molly all the time. It's we'll be talking about something, and she'll look at me. She's like, "You're not saying it," and it makes her mad when I don't talk. But I'm looking, and I will tell her straight up. It's like I'm. You have to give me a minute. I'm going to choose my words here. I or you know, why aren't you saying anything? Because what I want to say, what's rattling around in my head, if it comes out of my mouth, that's going to take this to a completely new level that we don't want to go to. Man, if I ever say that, that yeah. we're going to that level. I mean, but, she's going to drag it out of me, like you yeah, know. Yeah, Molly's learned though. It's like it's like it, it still aggravates you, like when you don't talk to me, and I'm like, I've told her before, you don't want to hear what I have to say right now, and I don't need to say what I'm about to say the way I'm about to say it. So you've got to give me a minute to, to do it. Because that's the first thing it's like I've learned to just think before you speak. Because yeah. one, once words go out there, they cannot be pulled back in. You know, what, once it, what, the, words are like a grenade. You know, you pull that pin, you roll up the room, boom, it blows up. You can't just go put everything back together again. Once a word leaves your mouth, once a sentence leaves your mouth, once a, you know, a curse or an insult or, or a curse word or whatever. Once that goes out of your mouth and in the room, everybody hears it, there is no dialing that back. There is no rewind button. There is no, oh, time out, let me pause, let me erase that, let me edit that. No, but once it's there, it's there. So we have to be very careful yeah, with push, what we say and how we say push it. it. You know, you talked about cursing. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most damaging things couples can do is curse at each other. Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, use these defamatory bad words. Um, and, and it seems like today... That our our filter of words, appropriate words, has gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and people say things like they they drop like the f bomb. Yeah, just never in, unprecedented. You would never think uh, you would hear that. So no. uh, yeah, there's it's... some there's some. Let me let's talk about some strategies though. You know, when you're trying to to talk to someone, mm-hmm. talk to your spouse, for example, mm-hmm. you said you can say things like, "Well, help me understand what you mean," and then repeat back what you've mm-hmm. heard. 
Effective active listening is a great way to watch your words Mm -hmm. because then you're not reacting to what you suspect. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with what is real. Yeah. And then you can speak. Um, I know back in the day, 100 years ago, when you were – we were working together, and I was your "quote unquote" lead pastor, whatever that meant. You know, every time I would ask, "Help me understand," y'all knew you guys were in trouble. Yeah, for yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, there are certain yeah. phrases you pick up on after a while. Yeah, <laughs> but it was. It, it, and from my heart, though, instead of me jumping to judgment, mm-hmm. I wanted to understand yeah. from your perspective what was going on. And even though it might be a right or wrong, a coachable moment, a teachable moment, mm-hmm. but the thing was with our spouse. And if I, it says this, guys, you're a guy, listen to this. Mm-hmm. It says, live with your wife. It says this in First Peter chapter 3, verse mm-hmm. 7. Live with your wife in an understanding way. Mm-hmm. She's a weaker vessel. That doesn't mean she's weaker. This is a misogynistic passage. It means she's more spiritually and relationally sensitive. Mm-hmm. She's sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like you could drop a pebble on a buffalo and it means nothing. Drop a pebble on a butterfly and it kills it. That with our words... Mm-hmm. The pebbles on our wives' back or our kids' back, mm-hmm. especially our little children' oh, yeah. back, and teenagers, is is devastating. I, I told a, a teenage kid uh, in our group, comes, you know, he's a good kid, a little awkward, social awkward, whatever, uh, but he's 15. Mm-hmm. And uh, I say, hey, buddy, yeah, I really love you. I think you're a great kid. I really love you. And he just looked at me like he had never heard mm-hmm. a man appropriately say that to him. Yeah. And just the power of that word, and and to to know that it's backed up with commitment, because love is commitment. Mm-hmm. It's not emotion or feeling. It's it's commitment, and it, it's powerful. Oh, it is. Uh, this week, um, Kaylee, me and her, were kind of button heads. My daughter, we're kind of. She's eighteen. I mean, nineteen. Great kid, but we were just kind of button heads over some stuff or whatever. And I, I said something to her, and I don't remember what I said and how I said it. But it was kind of like I was kind of, and I said it. And walked out because I had some place to be. So it was like I kind of had the, you know, real mature. I had the final word and then walked out. Through the hand grenade, walked yeah, out the yeah, door. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <clears throat> but like you said, it's up. We think we're saying one thing, but it's how the person hears it. It doesn't matter how we say it, it's how they hear it. We have to structure what we say so they understand. And, uh, and Molly came to me later and said, <laughs> Kaylee's really hurt, you know, because. You know, she thinks you don't think she's a hard worker that she's doing this. I'm like, what are you talking Whoa. about? And she goes, No, she's she's really hurt because you know she prides herself. And she does. She prides herself on her work ethic. I mean, she works three different jobs. She saves her money. She's. I mean, this girl gets up at you know six a.m., five a.m. to go be someplace at six to nanny for ten hours and and has her lunches ready. And I mean, and she's just she's amazing. And I'm like, No, that's not what I said. She goes, and Molly goes. But that's what she heard. That's what she heard. So did you go eat some oh, crow? Oh, gosh. I went and took her outside. We were, we were doing some stuff with her truck. I put my arm around her and said, hey, I don't know exactly what you heard, but let me just tell you, I am so proud of you because Good. you're one of the most hardworking individuals I know. You have one of the best work ethics of anybody I know. That I don't know how you took that, and I apologize. That's that's not what I meant. That's not even what I thought I said. But no, you need to know that. No, I love you. I'm proud of you. You're amazing. You just keep doing what you're doing. And so, of course, she just oh, she you know she melted. And then we then we then we sit out there and shoot the breeze. And of course, she's like, well, you know, I'm you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why we butt heads. I know. Yeah, and she so, she is you. <laughs> she that's is. True. 
But know, I love this. You, know, you, you threw this in the notes. It's great. Uh, uh, Colossians 4, 6. Mm. Let your speech always be gracious. Yes. Seasoned with salt. Yes. And that means preserving. Mm. That doesn't mean salty like nasty language. No. That means preserving, edifying, mm-hmm. uh, g- giving it taste, uh, you know, and so that you know how you ought to answer each person. And I, I love that. It's that being aware of. Mm-hmm. Kaylee, you speak two different you do, Braden. Exactly. They're two different per- people. Yeah. I, I have two kids, Caleb and Kaylee, and, and they're two different people. And we I can address them differently. I have to speak to Tara, my wife, differently. Mm-hmm. Tara processes things very logically mm-hmm. and, and more of a masculine brain than a feminine mm-hmm. brain. She says, I have more of a feminine brain than a masculine brain. We won't get into that. But uh, it's just that, that whole that whole understanding each other and then making making life life rich together. So yeah. I think maybe this is helpful to you guys to hear us talk about. Don't cuss at each other. Mm-hmm. Be quick to understand, quick to listen, quick to find out really what's going on behind the scene. Mm-hmm. Sometimes words are not your fault, mm-hmm. but somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and I love this, many people have come to me and said, what does that mean? I've gone to many people and said, that's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> So when people come to you, many people come to me and said, they've gone to many people and said. Yes. So they're the source of the gossip. Yeah, exactly. Or I've had several people tell me we need to. No, you've said to several people, people we, we need, need to. to. Yes. And so those are exactly. kind of those, those diffusing comments. Mm. Help me understand. How can I help you? Mm. How can we move forward with this? Eat crow while it's warm. Yep. Cold crow sticks in your throat. Yep. Um, yep. Let your language be flavorful, mm. preserving, mm served with grace yeah i mean that's what we've got to do the bottom line is this we all mess up we all say things we shouldn't say at the times we shouldn't say them you know sometimes we get second chances sometimes we don't but the bottom line is we've got to learn from our mistakes as we speak because that's yeah because you know i said this a few weeks ago in a sermon you know um and then i forget what i said (laughs) it was dynamic it was it was so dynamic i can't remember what i said no it it's it's it Experience is learning from your own mistakes. Wisdom is learning from the mistakes of others. Right, right. That's a big Franklin quote. Yeah. And so we have to, we have our experience. We learn from others, like things like this. But so much of the time we learn from experience because it's like we hear it and it's not until we mess up, you know, that it really means something to us. It's like if you remember when as a kid, when you took a test, two weeks later, you didn't remember the 90 questions you got right, but you did remember the the 10s ones you got wrong. Those answers are the ones that stuck in your head. I think it's the same thing with, you know, we say something wrong, we put our foot in our mouth or whatever, we learn from it, we go to the person and apologize, don't say I'm sorry, ask for forgiveness, state what you've done wrong, let them know that you know that what you said was wrong or the way you said it was wrong, ask for forgiveness, and then start over and try the conversation again. Because that's what we've got to do. We've just got, like anything, we've got to learn from our mistakes. Like you said, Colossians. Well, if, if I've done anything to offend you, which is a terrible way to make an apology, <laughs> by the way. So own it, deal with it, and then move forward with it. And I, I think it's going to kind of go right into our next podcast where we're going to talk about being self-aware. Yep. Uh, because we can become so gregarious, mm-hmm. are so introverted, that we're not aware of our persona. We're not aware of our tone. Yeah. We're not aware of our body language. Yeah. We're not aware of how we're communicating with people. And so it's very important. If you're a leader, you need to watch your mouth. Yep. Okay. If you're married, you need to watch your mouth. If you've got kids, 
you need to watch your mouth. If you go into HEB, you need to watch your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just good advice, yeah. period. Well, we hope this has been helpful. We hope this has helped you be a little bit better today than you were yesterday and hopefully be better tomorrow than today. Next time, uh, we'll be talking about leading yourself, and we hope you'll join us then. More like Jesus. <laughs>